boy Clouds P. As you look and see, or for anyone that does watch us on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see the current um, situation. For anyone that's listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we are in a Zoom meeting. Zoom meeting is the correct term, I'm assuming, boys. That's what it's used for. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, due to the whole lockdown, we have struggled to um, put out more podcasts during this period. One, because of the whole Zoom thing. I'm personally not a massive fan of it. I know people don't mind, but um, I didn't, I don't really like, um, I don't really like it. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not a big fan. And secondly, obviously, we had that massive international break. There wasn't yeah. too much to talk about other than, obviously, France, Belgium, Spain, and what was the final team? Through. Come on, boys. Bloody hell. So it was just around the corner. Whoever it was. It's, it was Spain, Portugal, no, no, Portugal. No, it was France, Spain, Belgium, and someone else. But who cares anyway? It's international football. UEFA Nations League. I call it the Mickey Mouse Cup of um, international football, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so obviously with the international break, with the whole Zoom thing, um, I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't too motivated to make um, any podcast, but I thought now that club football is back, we're going to make an effort. We're going to do this podcast on Zoom. We're out of lockdown officially next week. So hopefully we're back to the normal setup. Um, that's obviously um, with the whole Sequoia setup behind us, et cetera, et cetera. But leaving that all behind, my people then, introduce yourselves. Oh, come on. Who's going first? Yeah, right, it's, it's Adavelli from the south side, back again. Come on, next. Hello. <laughs> if you don't want, you can do rock, paper, scissors. I don't really care. My name's Liam. Hello. You should know me, hopefully by now, if you are a subscriber. If not, my name's Liam. Hi. Um, I'm definitely not Hancho Burner. I'm Adnan. Nice to meet you guys. Um, obviously, being, like, held at home, if you are working from home, if, if you're lucky enough, to have a job, to go to work, how has this whole lockdown been? This is already the second one we've been through this year. Um, how's this one been treating you guys? It's been rather quiet, to be fair. <laughs> so, right. Um, if you've got, like, a job or if you're doing something, it doesn't feel like a lockdown. Yeah. Uh, it's not a lockdown. It's, it's not as bad as lockdown one was, where everything was closed. Like, yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, no, true. It's been, a, it's been better. Even though it's still shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just keeping busy, isn't it? That's all it is, to be fair. It's not an ideal situation, especially what four very handsome young lads. Like, you know, we like to be out here doing our things, but the government's trying to tell us, nah, you got to stay at home. But it is what it is. But anyways, um, other than that, we're here to do one thing. We're here to talk. Yeah. Um, club football, like I said, is back So it's only right we start off by talking about the Prem fixtures just gone uh, yeah. You lot can't see under me But I am in loungewear, I'm in these really pretty pyjama bottoms But that's something you lot are not going to see on this episode So, with that being said, the first fixture of match day 8 was Brighton nil Burnley Okay, that, that just goes to the game It was a Sorry, nil game I watched it yeah. from the first minute to the last. Yeah. I, Not I, great. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything needs to be said. Nil-nil. Um, I think the most... What happened? Didn't um, Lamptey get a red card? 
No, that wasn't that yeah. game. Yeah, no, no, um, no. That was um, a Villa game. Brighton, no, but Brighton can't hit a barn door. They tried yeah. to score so many goals that game, they couldn't get through. Yeah. And regardless, regardless, we've said this on numerous occasions on the podcast, Brighton looking a very, very good team. But one, can't score. And two, even when they are in, like, winning positions, they just always bottling it. And then in on the reverse side, Burnley, boring, rubbish. I personally think they don't hold any value. They don't bring no value to the Premier League. For any Burnley fans listening, that's just my opinion. But I stand by it. Anything you want to add? I agree with everything you just said. Brilliant. That's a very good start to this podcast. It just makes it... Mm. it makes, I don't know. Burnley, obviously, are not that, that level, but a lot of teams struggle to go there and get a result. Obviously, recently, that's probably not the case, but if you look back in time, there's been some good games down at... Um, what's, it, what's it called? Stadium? Turf Moor. Um, Turf Moor, that's it. Yeah. But um, funnily enough, boys, uh, I, 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 that was the wrong game week. We're, at, we're actually commentating on game week nine. So I was right. Lamptey did get the red card. So that's Villa. Villa. Yeah. Brighton Villa. We're talking about Villa. Yeah, so you was right. So yeah, first game of that game week was actually oh, Newcastle. Poor for me. I know, it is very poor for me. It just goes to show two weeks away from the whole podcast. You know what I mean? It gets, it gets like that. <laughs> anyway, Newcastle nil, Chelsea 2. Now. I did expect Chelsea to slip up. Uh, really? Lunchtime kickoff. Um, yeah, the, and plus Newcastle is a boogie boogeyman team still. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. No, it, going up north, lunchtime kickoff. Um, players coming back from the international duty. I thought you know Newcastle could have nicked something from that game, but obviously it did not go that way. They did nothing against us. Like it was, I was, I wasn't worried at any point in the game that they were going to do anything. Steve Roos is anti, 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 anti football. Like there was nothing there yeah, it, at all. You know what? For a team for a team like Newcastle, I know I know they kind of have that whole stigma behind them that they are a very anti-football team, defensive sided uh, defensive sided um, team. But if you think of it, yeah, Newcastle actually have a decent squad. It's not it's not like they don't lack like good players. They they have a good team in it. It's just maybe it's management. I don't know. Maybe it's just a philosophy that they've um, upheld from God knows how long. But Bro, regardless if you're playing Chelsea or if you're playing Brian, you know what I mean? You have to go out to win. And obviously, Newcastle didn't come out to win. Um, Chelsea exploited that. Could have scored many more goals. Obviously, Yeah, Werner, Werner had a bad day as well. Yeah. He, he missed a couple of chances. But, yeah. like, if, that, if we're, if we're going to be in that kind of chances throughout the season, I've got no worries that we're going to Yeah, he'll eat. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's worse for a team when they don't... Um, create. Get into the positions. Well, do you know what I mean? Because mm. if if you're not creating chances, you're hardly going to score. Whereas if you create chances, especially a team like Chelsea that have a lot of quality, if Werner's not going to score, then Tammy Abraham will bag, for example, which he did. Yeah, he should have had yeah. more than one anyway. But um, overall yeah. good performance. Obviously Lampard um, feeding Tammy back into the starting next side, which is actually good to see. He's actually partnering well with Werner as well, so that's quite interesting. Especially if that partnership blossoms some more. The only issue now is like Havertz coming back from injury. It does that mean he's going to be seeing more bench time? Does Pulisic like when he comes back? Is he going to be mainly on the bench coming off it? These are good problems for Lampard. Hundred good problems. Hundred percent. Now, um, I'm as of right now, I'm in Tottenham. Vinicius just scored. I'm just, just yeah, I'm just letting you guys know. Yeah, listen. If you lot, if you lot getting any updates, whatever, let the people know because we are recording mid the second half of games. 
in the yeah. with, with during the, all the eight o'clock kickoffs. Um, this was the best time that I could have jumped on the Zoom call, so I apologise, boys, if you lot were <laughs> going to watch the football. Um, Aston Villa won, Brighton two. This was the game that Lamptey got red carded. Um, but considering they drew 0-0 to Burnley and then beat a very informed Villa side, we're seeing a bit of improvement now. Um, Daddy Welbeck, yeah, looking good, looking sharp, back in the mm. prep, bagging a chip, yeah, may I just add, bagging a chip, is that what Brighton were missing? Obviously, they struggled to score goals, to kill off games. Um, Danny Welbeck now in the team. Could Happy birthday, Danny Welbeck. What's his birthday today? Yeah, 30. Well done. See, it's meant to be. Happy birthday. As he's 30, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, he was supposed to be like, this the next best England striker, Man United days. Then he had the step overs near the corner flag where it came off mm. his tail and... And what happened, what happened to Danny Welbeck? I'm trying to love Neuer. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of managers asking him to play their different styles. And yeah, you, think you can't he, make a player think. adapt so much. And then, yeah, no. Yeah. It gets very really yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. British press. Yeah. Obviously, that's, that, that also plays a major part. Um, I just wanted to add as well, although Villa did lose, they had 15 shots that game. That was 15 mm. shots to Brighton 7. I, I was actually shocked Villa lost that game because you, they they go away, um, so they go and win against Liverpool. All the uh, they go away and beat oh. Arsenal three zip. Like you got like RC sort of questions. Like if you're getting these valuable wins against the top six, you got to get some results down yeah, below as well. 100%. But if we're being completely honest, though, like as as a group, I, I think it's fair to say that this loss against Brighton isn't gonna play much to whatever happens at the end of the season. I'm pretty sure it's just a blimp in the road. They'll hopefully pick up. I'm not certain on who their next game is, but let, actually, to be fair, I could find out very quickly. Bear with me. Uh, Aston Villa. So they have um, West Ham away. So could be a difficult game, but I do think Villa are probably the better side playing better football. So, do you know what I mean? I don't that's think... a draw. That's a draw written all over it. You think you don't think Villa will come out on top? Nope. Nah. You're not banking nah. on it? Nope. But, but I'd say it's a high-scoring draw. Fair enough. I just think it's just a draw. Defend. Ross Barkley's injured now as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, mm. I felt bad. Wasn't it, wasn't it like first 10 minutes or whatever, he pulled up and that was it? Yeah. I mm. think that's why they may have struggled to get goals as well because everything just went from Grealish again kind of thing. Yeah. So... And you know what it is, yeah? As, as good as you are, if you have four or five men marking you, it's hard to get out of certain situations. So if, yeah. if, if obviously Grealish is constantly getting double teamed, etc., then you need that other outlet. And Barkley was always that other outlet. Do you know what I mean? And they, yeah. they may struggle in that front. But um, fair enough, though. Fair play to Brian. Um, then we had... In, in, you know what's mad? In, in my eyes, I thought this was a very surprising result. Tottenham 2, Man City 0. I say surprising, not because I expected City to win, but I expected more from City. Regardless of how... Yeah, I did expect, playing, yeah. I did expect a fight, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, regardless of how bad they've been playing, like, going to London, going against Spurs, going against Mourinho, especially in Pep's eyes, a 2-0 defeat is, is, do you know what I mean? It's hard on, 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 the, on the heart, you know what I mean? Especially against, like, your great rival, no fight, nothing, and then Spurs just pretty much walked away with it. Mm. Really and truly, no, I did, I did expect a fight, but um, also they did have the goal ruled offside. 
Yeah. What was it? Handball. It was handball. Handball. Yeah. Yeah, but so, even then, it, it just, yeah, it just didn't seem like it was a it was a spirited Mourinho performance though. Like it, you could, and going into the game, Tottenham was in better form. Like they were blitzing teams, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They actually just won already. As well. Mm. They sit. I mean, they they sit um, Spurs sit top of the Premier League at the moment, aren't it? Mm. Yeah. I think. I think they're. They're, they're a little point. They're a little point on point on points. And if we are talking about the most informed team, it would be Spurs. Yeah. So now they're probably playing the what the second probably most informed team this weekend in Chelsea. Yeah, it's a good game. Do you think that game's going to be like, okay, cool, whoever wins this is now front runners for the title? Or do you think Liverpool's still front runners regardless of all the injuries? Yeah, I think they're still front runners. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, 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 it's too open. Yeah. We're in a season where anyone can beat anyone. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And anyone can get injured at any like the reintroduction of the Premier League and now we're kind of like reaping the repercussions of it all because players are now getting injured there's all these games and then the quality of a lot of the football has been dropping as well obviously mm. due to like just so much game time etc etc but um and then um, last game of the Saturday was the boring game Man United won West Brom nil like solved by a Bruno Fernandes penalty he had to obviously retake it because that was of- it wasn't my absolute shithousery. Yeah, it was. It, it's crazy. You had was it a penalty disallowed for West Brom? Yeah. United get a penalty, miss the penalty, get to retake take it, it, score, win the game one 0 However, Bruno Fernandez, let's let's open a, a mini mini dialogue. You know what? Bruno Fernandez for Ballon d'Or. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest, and it's not and it's not like a, a Portugal bias. Adele, I'm not even gonna acknowledge that. I heard that. (laughs) You're in the corner of my screen. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Bruno Fernandes, at this point, in my honest opinion, is unplayable. Whether it be in the Premier League, whether it be in the Europa League, um, unplayable. I have been reading a lot of, I'm going to use the word shit on Twitter, um, talking about he's better than De Bruyne, um, whatever, whatever. You know what's crazy? I don't think he's better than De Bruyne. However, if we're talking about current, like, Current performances, Bruno Fernandes is topping everyone. The only ADB come outside. Listen, you know what? I'm I, I'm not going to say anything. The only midfielder, if we're talking about all round midfielders, the only midfielder that I think is competing at any level is Kante. Kante right now is just. Well, he's a great player. Yeah, mind blown. It's it's oh, amazing, amazing to watch. Um, United, what's their chances in this in this so called five, six, seven, eight horse race? Oh, I have no clue. What's I don't know what, what sides. Not, not, not at the title, that's for sure. No, no, it's definitely not at the title. But at the same time, I don't know which team's going to turn up. Every What's what? What is your um, like? What would you be happy with at the end of this season? Your tenth game weeks in. So this is so this week is going to be the tenth game week. Yeah. What would you be happy with with what you've seen so far? Like top four. So you're just screaming top four. As long as you get top four, you're happy. Top four, we do well in the the Champions League this year, so I'm saying quarterfinal minimum, Eesh. and and uh, an FA Cup run, and, you, and I'll, I'll be happy with. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Ole's still the manager at the end of the season. Oh hell no! 
Okay, okay. So you, you've been Oli out on recently. Yeah, he's no, been I'm, out I'm done. Recently. I'm done. You, you fed up now at this point. That guy gives me high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's do you think it's reached that stage now that United fans are just not United fans, sorry, United players are kind of just getting fed up. They're like, you know what, we can't be bothered to play for my man anymore. Let's just see what we can do. If we can win, we can win. If not, we should go by it. It's funny because when we're on TV and they zoom in on him, I just want to punch the TV. <laughs> he's always watching the like if it's like a VAR call, he's got his own mini monitor. Yeah, by, yeah, by he's through the monitor. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But because he has no reaction, like, and he tries to do everything from while he's sitting down, it's just. Mm. Yeah. How how about players going to respect that? Like, you got players playing on the opposite side of the wing, and you're shouting all the way across, but you're sitting down. Your body expression is going to come come across very well. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we've spoken about like if Chelsea were to get rid of Lampard, we'd want um either Pochettino, uh, I said Pochettino, um Pochettino, <laughs> Nagelsmann, etc. Um, as a United fan, if you were to get rid of Ole, who would be your top two? Like replacements. Um, there's not much out there at the minute. Exactly, but be in, kidding. in an ideal world where either you could buy someone, it, it, it'd definitely be Poch. Mm-hmm. Poch is still out there at the minute. Yeah. Um. However, I, a lot of people have been saying this recently. Allegri. You'd be yeah, happy. He's, he's still looking for a job. Allegri, yeah. See. As a Chelsea fan, I don't think I would want Allegri at my club personally, only because I know of like his Juventus exploits and the, the, the football he'd like to play. But one thing's for sure though, like he, he he is a winner. I give it to him. He is a winner. He's won the league mm-hmm. and it's difficult in that league considering the Juventus's budget, etc. Although the he's league- very similar to Conte though. He's like a be box orders. Yeah, you know very I mean? pragmatic but- manager, very certain style of football. But then again though. United, I think United need that at this point. I think United yeah. need security in it. They need a certain play style. They need to stick to it. They need to just win consistently and then obviously build upon that and then go as far as they can. So maybe Allegri will. Mm. Um, the only, my only contradiction with that is, like, obviously Arsenal also needed that. Kind of, we're, 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 we're living the high life at the beginning of Arteta's right now. It's not, you know what I mean? They're not really... Oh, well, great. It? Yeah. yeah. It, minus today, which they beat um, Moldar 3 0 in Europe League, it was what, like 72 hours without a goal? Mm. At half time, the fans are going crazy. Yeah, exactly. So that could happen um, at United if a manager like Allegri was to come in. However, you cannot compare Manchester United's attack to an Arsenal attack. Mm. You have the likes of Rashford, Greenwood. Martial, Cavani now, Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Van der Beek. You know what I mean? If you can fit them all in a system that works, I'm pretty sure you'll score goals. Yeah, you saw it on Tuesday night. First half, we was frightening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was Istanbul Besets in here, though, so... Yes. No, it's Istanbul Blade Blade. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, now, leaving United behind, they did not merit this long of a conversation because of how poor their game was, but... We gave United some sort of like red carpet treatment. It's fine. Yeah, um, but Arsenal going to get the same treatment. Isn't it funny how every time we're all four of us are together, it's either Lampard's doing well, or like it's Arteta doing well, and then it's either Ole doing well. They always like they always change that balancing act. There's always someone doing bad the other week. Every told, time. Yeah, I tell you what though, like this is slowly becoming like a Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United, <laughs> then a podcast. I'm telling you, fam. 
But yeah, cool. <laughs> Next, we have Fulham 2, Everton 3. Um, very, very entertaining encounter. Uh, Loftus cheap bagged Adnan. Um, I don't know yeah. how that makes you feel. I, I don't really add whatever. To me. I didn't watch the game. Have but... you given up um, with Loftus cheap? Like, you don't even care if he comes back and like fights for his place at Chelsea, none of that. Oh, we're frozen. So, like, I think Ross Barkley was ahead of the pecking order for me in terms of the midfield. But, like, it's, it's nothing against Loftus Cheek, though. Like, he's still a great, great player. But for me, I think I always liked Ross Barkley, especially when he was at his Everton days. I think he was just a better player. Yeah. Um, on Everton's end, still winning, not as convinced at least, uh, conceding two goals against Fulham isn't the greatest thing on the planet, considering how bad Fulham have been. Um, but Calvert-Lewin, two goals, um, another great performance. Yeah. However, Everton seemed to be losing that spark, though. Soon enough, Adele was right. They are burning say. out. Yeah. Yeah. They are burning out. Like, they just, they just lost that, that factor. Like, everyone's just sort of figuring out Hammers a little bit as well. Yeah. Like, it's just a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. However, big shout-outs to Iwobi. So, Iwobi was actually moved to, like, right wing back, yeah. Had an amazing yeah. performance. Like, got in on, on the goal action, although he didn't score or directly assist. But, you know, he did his thing. He played really well. Is that what it yeah. was needed? Like, a change of position, a change of, like, instead of being, like, on a winger and having to take players on and, and do something, whereas if you're pushed to wing back, you've got a bit more freedom. You don't always have to be in the mix, like, attackively. It's really one game. Good. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, it is one game. But especially when you're given a new position, you're given all these instructions to do. If you, It's easier to follow than... Yeah. expect to perform in a position you haven't been performing in kind of thing so it, it, like Carla maybe put an arm around him and said oh yeah I want you to do this for the game gave him a certain game plan probably followed it to the team and it worked out well for him yeah what's with wingers being pushed to like wing backs though I don't know Calvin-Lewin played right wing back for them at one point I think everyone at Everest has to graduate that position at some point <laughs> we say you get thrown at right wing first and then depending on how you do that's how it yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it's 2-0 who's that 2-0 to who uh, Spurs Hey, yep. that's the Spurs running away with it. Now, um, I don't think it's a game that also requires too much attention. Uh, Sheffield nil, West Ham won. Um, Harler scored. Yeah, it's good for his form, good for his confidence. Yeah, because he was great. He, we, we had a conversation while they were playing. We were we were talking to each other, and um, you said he he was good at Frankfurt. He was he was a dangerous striker. It's just good for his confidence that he just got a score sheet yeah. as well. That's what merited his moves to West Ham as well, was how good he was at Frankfurt. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. come He's a free-work guy, Ben Rama, though. We need to see him. 100%. 100%. Uh, Leeds nil, Arsenal nil. Obviously, you can see... Uh, Liam, Arsenal take the floor, bro. Take the floor. There's, there's nothing to say. There's, it was just poor. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't, ex I didn't expect it because I wasn't expecting to absolutely whoop Leeds but I wasn't expecting an absolute whooping. So, a nil-nil draw, I'm, I wasn't too surprised. But It could I have been more. Yeah, I, I, I expected more, though, still, if that made sense. Didn't Leeds um, have, like, however many shots? Like, they just went brazy, just kept yeah, 24 to 9 or something? Yeah. Considering how we're supposed to be now this defensive-minded team and that is... 
there's no words, honestly, there's no words. But if if Leeds had their shooting boots on. Yeah, they hit the woodwork like five or six times, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm it's a blimp, you know what I mean, that we we're, we're we're gonna go through it. I've heard you're on still Twitter, in like Would you say you're still in that in that phase of, of, of like Arteta's Arsenal career where you're still trying to figure stuff out? Yeah, of course, hundred percent. This is his first ever like proper season as a manager. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. You got to give him minimum, in my opinion. You got to give him minimum two, three, well, not even two, three seasons to actually work out um, his actual philosophy, know the players, bring in players that he wants, get rid of players he doesn't want, and actually find a step in the club and take the club forward in the right way. Hopefully. But I've, I've, seen, I've seen on Twitter that people are already saying Arteta out now. I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, BP people, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with people. Especially Arsenal fans nowadays. I just, I just don't get it. I just don't I, get it. You know what it is? It's, it's that whole thing though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's that whole like, you know in music they talk about like fast food music. They just want music, new music constantly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Regardless if it's good or bad, they just want new stuff. I think, I think that's, that's how football's becoming, especially like Premier League clubs. Because of the whole um, hiring and sacking, what three five games? If Arteta's not doing bits, it's fine. We'll just get rid of him and we'll bring in new blood. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but it's the worst. It's worst. It's the worst time to do that as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. With all the football that we touched on, with all the football that's being played, and not a lot of rest in between games and competitions, it's the worst time to do that. So yeah, no, don't that's... be surprised if there's if there's a, if there's a few seconds in the Premier League, well, around around the, the whole of world football. Yeah. But don't be surprised if there's some seconds that will be very questionable with going back, say, looking two seasons ago, would it have happened? Probably not. Yeah. Do you think it's been delayed now because of this whole COVID stuff and they don't, they can't afford to like pay packages off or like for these managers? Because a lot of them, like, they get paid after they get sacked. Do you think like a lot of these people haven't jumped the gun because of this whole COVID stuff? I, I think I, I could, think I could tell you. It, it definitely plays a part. But I think you know what it is? I think owners and and whoever's in charge of football clubs, I think they're a lot more considerate during this time as well. Yeah. I mean, so like, all right, my club's not doing the greatest. It's having like a few bad games. They haven't scored for 72 hours, whatever. But you kind of have to take in consideration the whole situation. Like Arsenal are playing however many games in, in however many days, you know what I mean? I know, I know it's yeah. a lot. I know it's like with a lot of clubs. I know a lot of clubs are playing European football, are playing um, club football on the weekend, are playing um, the FA Cup fixtures and all that, whatever. But do you know what it is some some players can play five games a week. Others can't. Do you know what I mean? It just it all depends on their body. And I think mm. that it's right now football's in a very delicate position. If 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 clubs can avoid jumping the gun right now unless unless it's catastrophic I, we're not but the thing is with Arsenal it's not like they're losing every single game do you understand yeah like you're not playing amazingly you're not winning as often as you probably should but it's not catastrophic yet you know what I mean I think mm. far from it like just give time understand the current situation let's you know what I mean let stuff like pass by obviously without listen even without a current situation with COVID and all of that soon, stuff yeah. it's too soon you've got to give two three seasons no matter what club what club, what manager or anything? Two, three, three seasons is, 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 the, is the line. Two seasons un- unless you're absolute shambles. Mm. But three seasons should be a minimum for any manager at any level. 100%. Fair enough. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good shot. Um, 
Liverpool 3, Leicester City 0. Initially, I thought it was the whole of Liverpool's back four that was out, but Andy Robertson... That's what I thought. Time. Yeah. So pretty much a makeshift defence, but still, Leicester had nothing for them. Literally nothing. Um, they had a few playing as well, didn't they? Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. Um, Diogo Jota just carrying on the impressive form on the score sheet again. Even Bobby Firmino got in, got in on the action. Jota needs that team, that team of the week on FIFA, I don't care. 100%. It's only right. It's only right. Um, this is, now, this, this is what I was talking about earlier. You know how we were talking about Spurs being the most informed team and then Chelsea possibly being second most informed? However, Liverpool, even with the absentees, like arguably the best right-back in the world, arguably the best centre-back in the world, yeah. Joe Gomez, and you're still getting these big wins against, like, European sides. Yeah. Are you still not favourites for the Prem? Yeah, no, I, th- I was about to say, like, you're, Liam's absolutely right in the terms of, like, it's ev- anyone's title to lose, like, there's no clear, definitive front runner. However, like, uh, until you beat Liverpool, like, one of the, the main guys kind of thing, you're not, like, you're not, you're not ahead of the pack kind of thing. Like, the, the title goes through Liverpool regardless. Yeah, definitely. Like, any game they lose will decide this title race, regardless. Because uh, until they lose, they've, they've always got a say in the matter. Yeah, hundred percent. In my opinion, in my in my opinion, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and Spurs are probably the four that will have a chance of winning that title. Arsenal, I think, I think Mourinho might surprise a lot of people this year. You know, yeah, he's Arsenal, even he's, he's going to be he's one of the top two Jose, Jose could could pull something out the back. You don't have to remember as well, yeah, is that remember I tipped Spurs to have a very, very good season. A lot yeah. of it down to the small but large signings they made. They made signings where they had to. And that was the most yeah. important thing. You know what I mean? And then obviously when you have a manager as experienced as Mourinho and like obviously once again the whole like anti-football thing, he's at a stage in his career where he has a team that's far from anti-football. He has such an yeah. attackive, attackively solid side. He can't play anti-football. Maybe even if he tried. Do you understand? And if mm. you have that... I mean, I, yeah. No, no, go bring... And with Spurs... So, sorry to cut you off, bro. And no. with Spurs, they're always a team that's been monikered as like a team that, that struggled, like a team that's been struggled to be motivated. This is and that. And they've got a manager who's regarded as one of the best motivators in the world kind of thing. Exactly. And, um, like you, and I think Mourinho with, with Spurs, he's kind of at home. Because like he's known for managing the underdog where they're not expected to win kind of thing. And a lot of people are like they're looking at Tottenham think, oh they're not they're not a threat, exactly. this is and that, but exactly. they're they're gonna be a big, big problem. Like we can't underestimate Spurs right now. Exactly. I think I think you know it is, yeah. If if Mourinho does a mad thing with this Spurs Spurs side, I'm talking not even top four up, because I expect Spurs now to to, to be in the top four. Considering yep. the manager, considering the players, if they do go on to win the, the Premier League, if they do, um, and if they win the Europa League, considering that Spurs ain't won like um, a trophy in God knows how long, I think Mourinho, for best manager in the world, will become a conversation again. Oof. I, I, I don't see why not. Of course, it's a discussion that could be had 100%. 
don't but see why not. But to be fair, like, especially, do you hear what he said after he beat um, City as well? Like, it's just like, it's like old Mourinho's back. Like, you know when they yeah. said, oh, they had 70% possession of the ball, it? and then he was like, they can take the ball, I'll take the three points, kind of thing. Like, that's peak Mourinho. That's what you Shit house room. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly That's exactly it. Um, let's, let's, let's run through these last few games. Burnley won, Crystal Palace nil. Um, what I, a game. <laughs> I ain't got much. Well, congratulations, game. Burnley, for getting your first win. Yeah, literally. Chris Wood, fam. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I, that was a game that I watched from start to finish. Um, and then what were you saying about Palace without Zaha? Oh no! Like they're so one-dimensional, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Literally, they go all the way to the get go all the way to Batshuayi, and Batshuayi will pass it all the way back. Yeah, and I've clocked something. So with Eze, is Eze the right way of saying it? Eze. Yeah, Eze, Eze. Eze. I, I'm not sure how his name is. Yeah, wonderful footballer, so gifted. But I've clocked it. So he's a winger. Well, he plays out wide. No. He, he, he's, a, he's a 10. He's a 10, exactly. But for Palace, he plays out wide, yeah? Mm. Obviously, in a team like Palace, the wingers are important um, when they run down the, the wing and then they either try to get past their man and, you know what I mean, whatever, whip it in or try mm. to get Something Zaha is so prolific in, yeah? Eze, when he gets the ball, his first instinct is to always go inside. Yeah? Against a team like Burnley are so congested, so anti-football, you're not going to get no pleasure inside. Do you understand? And I think that's where Palace lacked because they tried to play through Eze's wing so many times, but because he didn't exploit that, that left-hand side he played on the left. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, could, they just couldn't create anything. And then, obviously, when the ball did go into like the path of uh, Bashuai, for example, he just couldn't do anything. Do you understand? See that, see that point when, when, when you're saying that Eze's a 10? You, you, you can't, yeah. in my opinion, you can't throw an out-and-out 10 on the wing, but you could throw an out-and-out winger as a 10. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, potentially. But the only thing is, though, with, with, with stuff like when, right, when your primary position is a 10 or a primary position is a wing, the only thing that may get, into, get in the way of stuff like that is, is what your first instinct is. So, obviously, your first instinct as a 10 is to play in the middle. And now, yeah. when, when you're thrown out wide and you're constantly trying to play through the middle... Unless Van Aanholt's going to do the whole left-hand side for the whole game, which he did in, in numerous occasions. You saw Van Aanholt in, in very forward positions. You're always going to... Do you know what I mean? It makes, it makes Burnley's job that much easier because um, Loughton was playing right-back. But Loughton was playing centre-back because he didn't have to mark the right-hand side. Do you understand? And obviously, yeah. then everyone knows how good Eze is on the ball. So, obviously, he's going to have two men on him. You get it. And it just makes that... Like, unfortunately... Like, he's not Messi. He's not Ronaldo. Do you understand? So, when you're getting double teamed in that way, not that he can't get out of those situations, it's not going to happen often. And even when Palace were in, in like, more advanced positions, I think without Zaha, it, it's not looking great. So, the, the problem now with Palace is, depending on who, if they sell Zaha, and um, it's probably a question of when they sell Zaha, who are they going to bring in that's going to have the same effect? on the team as are. And with a budget... Like, Remains to be seen. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, with a pa- Palace... A budget like Palace's... Um, a market like... Randall Rivera from the academy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it has to be someone from, from the academy. I don't know. I don't know. But, um... Shout yeah. out, Brandon. I don't know. Honestly. Yeah. 
And then the final game, we had Wolves 1, Southampton 1. I thought it was a good game. Walcott scoring for Southampton, which was amazing to watch. He could have got, got more, though. He could have scored more. Yeah. Um, Neto coming off the bench, scoring the equaliser. I think it was a fair game. I think it was a very balanced game. Um, Wolves had more of the ball, but Southampton more on the counter actually played really well. I think they are maybe missing Ings at this point just because a lot of the situations that Walcott was in, Che Adams was in, I think if Ings was in those situations, he probably would have bagged. But um, other than that, I think both clubs, they're going to be all right regardless. I think Southampton is going to have a solid season. Wolves, obviously, maybe not Europa League because of how they started. But if they can pick up wins soon, and they're going to have to beat the big teams as well at some point. So, mm. But other than that, both teams, good teams, they'll be all right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, recently, or what, a few days ago, maybe a week ago, Pep signed his contract extension with Man City. Uh, shocked a lot of people. He shocked myself because I didn't expect it. But um, he is now tied to the club until 2025, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He haven't been performing recently. Obviously, just coming off a 2-0 loss to um, Spurs. Only a 1-0 win over Olympiacos wasn't a great game. Pep signing an extension. What does that mean for C? I thought it was a bit weird, to be fair, um, considering the fact that I'm obviously what we spoke about a few episodes back and, and seeing how he might have been feeling burnt out. Yeah. Um, I do think, personally, um, he has been promised Messi. Mm. Yeah. Or something along them lines. I, because... do think, I do think that's in the equation because for someone who doesn't stay at clubs for that long, to sign an extension that big in the grand scheme of things, you have to have been promised something or there's just an unbelievable amounts of money involved, which I'm pretty sure there is. Maybe Messi to City is that one step closer. And maybe that's what... I think, it, I think it's also to complete that, that goal that was originally set for him, which was to be Champions of Europe. But do you think Messi coming to City will aid that fight for Champions League? It'll give him a bigger chance. Will it bring it to them? No. And what do you think that's down to? Do you think that's down to just City not being a like a, a renowned Champions League side? They've got the quality on paper too. It's just I don't know if it's a fight or what. This is uh, watching them recently. It's just been boring. Yeah. And then there's nothing really there. Nothing really too creative. David Silva I think, effect, didn't it, Yeah. I think I do think a lot of it's down to David. Mm. Everyone talks about De Bruyne and how like important he is to the team. A lot of people forget that David Silva is probably the best player to have ever played for Manchester City. And have have, have you seen Sociedad's uh, results? They've lost that one game. Oh, Sociedad! Yeah, they're, they're top of the league. They're top of the league. Yeah, they've been unplayable, creating chances left, right, and centre. They've been amazing recently. They're still a low-scoring team, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is? It's it's and obviously with the La Liga recently as well, a, a lot of teams have have changed to the. Uh, like defensive-minded teams, like the league has become a very boring defensive league. Do you know what I mean? But Sociedad's finding ways to score, though. Finding ways to yeah. score, finding ways to break them down. A lot of it down to David Silva. Obviously, you got Oyarzabal. Um, Yanuzai is looking really good as well. Um, he had some really good um, plays last weekend. But yeah, listen, when you've got a player like David Silva, regardless of age, because his IQ, football IQ is so high, like. No matter what age, he'll always be levels above. It's like Matter. When Matter gets a chance to play for Manchester United, his football IQ just puts him miles ahead. 
Yeah. Understand? And maybe, maybe that's what City's lacking. Maybe Pep, when he lost Silva, he hasn't found that replacement yet. People thought maybe Foden, people thought maybe Bernardo Silva, but it's hard to match David Silva's quality. But with Pep signing that contract extension, I just think now um, they're going to have to go big in the transfer market again. So it's another however hundreds of millions spent. Like everyone's just waiting for it at this point. Now it's just a matter of who. Obviously, Messi's being um, spoken about. Do you not think there's anyone else that maybe Pep needs to bring in to make that City team even better? Left back. How, uh, how, about, Angel- left back. how about bringing Angelino back? Yeah, I saw a report today that said, why wasn't Guardiola looking into Reguilon as well? Um, yeah. like, Reguilon would have fit that team like, so well, apparently. Do you think, so. do you think, do you think it's because um, Pep's um, Cat- Catal- Catalonian, whatever his name is, and he didn't want no uh, Madrid guys in his team? Potentially, and that's why people were <laughs> saying like, this, messy, this messy move might be far-fetched, because apparently he wants Messi to finish his career at Barca. Like, as a fan, he wants Messi to stay there. Really? Yeah, like, every time, like, they've asked him in interviews, he was like, no, Messi's going to stay at Barcelona kind of thing. Once that's the worst, yeah. they push him out, um, whatever, you'll definitely take him. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And I do think the clause comes back in again on the contract, so... Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. I think... I, but Do you know what it is as well? Like, then again, though, um, we are going to touch upon upon like a subject that's going to coincide with, with what we're talking about now um, maybe I know it sounds crazy because we are talking about probably the greatest um, footballer of our generation definitely however that does remind me um, rest in peace Diego um, Maradona obviously yeah. we, we received the sad news yesterday that um, he passed away if I'm not mistaken it was a heart attack he suffered a heart attack yeah. and he did undergo uh, brain surgery on the 11th of November or something as well. Um, how yeah. much that, how much of that plays plays a part? I don't know. But I should have saw the last picture of him. He lost so much weight. He looked he looked he looked well, but he never at the same time. If that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know you know what's crazy. I think I think you know what we're we're gonna do this. I I had an idea for what in what like way I wanted this podcast to go. But let's nip the whole city subject um in the bud. Um, obviously Pep staying at City whatever whatever. Um, let's let's talk a bit about um, Maradona. Obviously, we weren't um, alive when he was like, obviously, doing all of that magic on the field. However, he was so good that even to this day we talk about Maradona. He was mm. bigger than the squad. Yeah, he's massive. Hammer, didn't you, um, didn't you tell me that like um, what was it? Argentina's having three days of mourning or something like that. Yeah, Apparently, what I heard they're having three days in the morning, and usually only countries do that if like your king or that. Dies. So, so yeah, at the minute, um, the Argentina mar- uh, the Argentina flags are half mast, and um, his coffin is at a cathedral and it's open yeah. to the public. Like, yeah. I, I, was crazy. I was watching videos and um, at work as well. I was watching the news, and then you just had hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of fans like, outside the cathedral waiting to go in, waiting to see the um, the coffin, like. It's how crazy is it that like one person, and like you said, he's not a king, he's not like a politician, nothing. We're talking about a footballer. Do you know what I mean? And we're yeah. t- we're not even talking about a guy of like big stature. We're not even talking about like a six foot two mega athletic Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo looking player. We're talking about what he was maybe what five 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 five, 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 five five five. Do you know what I mean? And he was just unbelievable footballer. 
scored probably one of the greatest goals ever that run against mm. England, if I'm not mistaken, where he just took yeah. it from the halfway line. No, I still I Lineker, um, talk about it. He was like how Messi did something similar, but he did that in the quarterfinals of a World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I said, it's, it's, we, didn't, we weren't fortunate enough to watch him, um, but we talk about him to this day and still we compare him to the likes of Messi. Do you understand? And I know for a lot of people, um, you know how there was a lot of people crying about Maradona? Maybe that's the effect Messi, Ronaldo will have on people of our generation. You know what I mean? And 100%. Definitely so. Bro, Just enjoy them. Yeah, 100%. And then obviously, like, um, not to talk too much on his death, obviously with him, we know that his, 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 his life was, was hindered quite a bit with all the like, drug abuse and stuff like that. Obviously, that's not going to play a massive part to um, his longevity, if that's the correct term, you know what I mean? So, obviously, him indulging in that sort of stuff probably played a bit of a part in it all, but at the end of the day... At the end of the day, he lived a life that was worth remembering. Like, no yeah. matter what happened, it was something that was, like, he was larger than life. He was one of those figures that were larger than life. And um, it, the way Argentina doing that 3D memorial, I saw thousands and thousands of Napoli, uh, Napoli fans were outside, with flares outside the stadium. They're naming the stadium after him. They're naming the stadium after him. Yeah, they've also... It's crazy how it can have an effect on Naples, Argentina, and the whole world. Like, he was a god to all those places kind of thing. It's crazy. Yeah, that's exactly it. For a lot of people, he was a god. For a lot of people. Obviously, the whole hand of God situation, that played a massive part to it all. Like, do you know what it is as well? We don't don't deep it. Like, he was only 60. Yeah. He was still in management. Yeah. Yeah, he like he was only sixty years old, and like when you think about it as well, like we've seen a lot of tragic deaths this year. Like twenty twenty has definitely been a year to forget, and but when you think about it, it that he was only sixty years old, and he's obviously yeah. like passed away. Like it's, I don't know. I find it, I find it crazy. It is it's a very very sad time, very very sad time for football. But I think at this, like you can't bring no one back from the dead. So I think it's only right that everyone like remembers him for who he was like the, the amazing player he was you know what I mean and for a lot of people he's the best player ever so um, just once again rest in peace to, to, to Maradona like w- w- no matter what we'll still talk about him for for years on years on years to, when we talk about the best players ever he's always going to be his name's always going to be mentioned so in in that way alone he's already won you know what I mean and to have so. those people like mourn over his death, like you can tell, he was just a very, very special person. But um, um, I don't know if you like, have anything to add. I can't lie, yeah. I never grew up obviously watching him. I'm too young and that. But like, obviously, growing up, you would see clips on YouTube and mm. TV and interviews and whatever. Yesterday, or mainly today, though, it hit me today that like, I was on social media to seeing all these videos, him doing all the tricks at the his his warm up routine that time with all the kick ups. Like, yeah. Like how how he's changed how he changed the game was mad. Like one of them he was at one of the most technical players. Every kid now knows all the skills that he used to do, the skills that are named after him. Like it's crazy. And like going through it today. I was in the car like, during, like, when I was at work, just looking, looking, looking. Saw a video of him um, at Salt Bay's restaurant cutting the meat and all that. And then him scoring goals at like, the World Cup goal and him giving the fingers in the stadium. 
that time. Yeah, yeah the it, 2018 World Cup, it was the whole mood. But yeah, it was, it was it, 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 it hit me. I was like, right, like, wasn't part of my generation, but it, actually, it, it hurt, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was mad. Yeah. Speaking of those videos, um, I saw a video where he was speaking to Gary Lineker and um, like his conversation he had just showed you what kind of person he was. Like obviously Gary Lineker could speak Spanish from his days that played Barcelona, etc. So he met him backstage um, or like in a change room and um, he was speaking to him in Spanish. He was like, oh, enjoy yourself. Is there anything you need while you're here with us kind of thing? Like um, I'm going to go be with my teammates today, but tomorrow, as soon as you see me, you can get whatever you want whatever you need for me for your interview kind of thing. And like, it's something he didn't have to do, but it just showed how nice he was as a person. Like, I saw another video where he was with Harry Kane and Pochettino was there and he was telling him, um, next time, Harry, stop shooting near post, shoot across the goalkeeper kind of thing. Because a lot of these goalkeepers watch you on TV, this, this, this and that. Like, and he's doing this to like young English strikers. Like, he, he knew all of the, the major football figures, especially of this generation kind of thing. And he had like a, down-to-earth conversation with him kind of thing. Like, he was just a good person deep deep down as well, like, outside of football. It's just, he's just one of those guys that you hear about, especially even after you're born, after a generation. This is one of those names you always hear kind of thing. He's just a... He's, he's a, naturally he's, adored. He's a folklore. He's a folklore. He's a fairy tale. It's one of those things that you just hear. And, um, yeah, if you ever want, like, people want to live the best life they can live, really get one life, try to live a life like Maradona did kind of thing, like, inspire people. <laughs> Spying millions and leave a legacy. You had a great relationship with um, obviously the current Napoli players like Dress Martins, Kulabali, and yeah. he always gives them advice and that sort of thing. He's he goes out of his way. That's one thing you can yeah. definitely say. Do you know what it is as well? And like he he also had like a lot of bad press. Obviously, a lot of it down to the drugs and all of that stuff. But mm. like. No, like we obviously don't know him personally, but when you hear these stories, like it just goes to show that there's so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and like it's just the effect he had on all these people. You could just tell he was a very, very special someone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So nah, it, listen, like I said, and I'll say again, rest in peace, Maradona, and rest in peace indeed. He'll continue to inspire. There's no doubt. There is no doubt. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about one more topic before we close it out. I didn't expect this, this, this podcast to go for as long as it did, but um, <laughs> I'm glad it did now. Um, this is what I was talking about, Messi. So recently, um, Zlatan's been flying. Zlatan's yeah. come back from America into that AC Milan squad. He's looking like he's 25 again. He's bagging left go- uh, goals, left, right, and centre. Obviously, did pick up a knock um, on the weekend, so he is out with an injury. But he is now how old? Thirty-nine. He's now thirty-nine years old, and he, he doesn't look a day over. No signs of stop him. Twenty-eight. Ronaldo, same thing. He's what 35, 34, 35? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Another player who's probably at the peak of his physical um, form. Also, he scored two goals on the weekend. Scored a goal midweek in the Champions League. Just doesn't look to be to be aging in in no way whatsoever. Now he's that fine wine. Exactly, both of them aging like fine wine. Now we oh, go. He likes to call it Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button, that's it. Now we go over to Messi. Messi is what? How many years younger than Ronaldo? Two. A year, no. 
Let's say he's 33. Yeah. So he's 33 years old. Obviously, I'll say it. I've said it numerous times. I'll say it again. Probably the best player I have ever seen play football. However, recently, his performances haven't been matching. You have Zlatan and you've got Ronaldo who are aging but just seem to get better or just maintain this very, very high quality. What is now happening with Messi where that's not exactly happening? Not to say he's dropped in quality massively, but he's not performing maybe to Ronaldo and Zlatan's level at this moment in time. Yeah. Is it because of the whole, I want to leave Barcelona, I'm fed up of this environment, I don't like the ex-president, X, Y, and Z. Or is it maybe where, you know how he had the whole hormonal drugs and, and stuff like that? Yeah. Is that slowly ha- like pe- having its toll on him? Why is Messi not like performing at that same level right now? Hmm. I think it's a factor of things. I think one, one thing it definitely is, is it's n- not the best Barcelona 10 he could ever play with mm. or he has played with since. Yeah. Second thing I'd definitely say is it, everyone kind of relies on him, whereas yeah. you need to realise that like, his age is kind of ticking towards the end sort of thing. So you've got to take a bit more responsibility off him. Mm. And then the third thing I'd definitely say is um, obviously the off-the-pitch off drama, you know, the president and him going at it. Um, I'm hearing him and Coman ain't getting along. So it's all, it's all different factors, I'd definitely say. I think for Messi as well, like transfer rumours aside, I think he does love the club Barcelona a lot, but I just don't think he's as motivated as Ibra or Ronaldo is right now in their, in their current situations. Um, on top of that, um, as Adele said, the, the team around him isn't great. Um, like you could say the same thing for Ronaldo or like Ibra as well. Um, but like with Messi, everything seems to run through him. Like any pass or pass to play has to run through Messi, kind of thing. And it, these past few games that I've seen him play, he just sort of coasts along, kind of thing. Um, and last round the pitch after pardon? Just walks around the pitch, even though he always kind of done that. But even like when the, yeah. he just let the ball roll past him, yeah, he's coasting. Like he seems like he's coasting a lot. But I think the motivation just isn't there. Um, no. And um, lastly, like throughout their whole careers, I think Ibra and um, Ronaldo kept their bodies in better physical shape. So as they get older, I don't think their bodies are failing them as they as they go along. So they might lose that quick first step, or they might lose like like just the longevity or the, the stamina a little bit. But like, but their bodies are more like built to like last longer and play like, longer as well, to be fair. So that might be working in their favour and might be working against Messi. Yeah. You know what it is as well? Like, I think, I think obviously, motivation plays a massive part. In whatever you do in life, motivation is always going to be, like, one of the most important factors. But I do think also, like, you know what it is? Like, just if you compare Ronaldo's, like, physical physique to, like, Messi's, for example, it, you know what I mean? It's uncomparable. And even Zlatan, how much of the hype plays into it, I don't know. Obviously, Guys who tend to be taller, do you know what I mean? That yeah, you know what I mean. That coincides. But do you think Messi um will play until he's thirty nine, for example? I don't think so. No. Ronaldo will play until he's thirty nine. Yeah. How many more years does Latan have under his belt? Three, four. So you're saying he'll play until he's like forty two? 
Yeah, I think uh, he's capable. Yeah, of but not 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 at the highest level. Not at the highest level. I yeah, think I think he might Sweden. do like two more seasons at Milan, then like just coast off somewhere else, like go back to Sweden or something. You never know. Like with, I think the difference between Ronaldo, Zlatan, and Messi is um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, and Ibra. They have a lot of intrinsic motivation. Like they have a point to prove to everyone else that like, I could still do this at this level at this age, kind of thing. They they always feel like they've got something to prove. Whereas Messi, he's just known for dribbling and kicking, kicking ball kind of thing. He doesn't really care. He feels like he doesn't have anything to prove kind of thing. Like, he just plays football. Like, he just enjoys it for the sake of it. And if he's not enjoying his football, you're going to obviously see it in his output in the game. And I think right now he's not enjoying his football. I think that's the main differences between them. Yeah. No, you're spot on. I think, I think, I think that's probably, that is probably the case, to be honest. I think, I think, you know, it is, it's, with 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 Messi especially, like, do you know? It, it, and it's what and it's they say what hard work hard hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I think that's that's the difference now, isn't it? I'm pretty sure Zlatan and Ronaldo both are working harder than they probably ever have. Whereas Messi's probably not putting in that, yep. that work. And if we're talking about talent, like Messi's levels above, well, okay, maybe levels above isn't the correct term, but you know what I mean. Messi is number one. Do you know what I mean? And Maybe that's it. Maybe the motivation motivation isn't there. He isn't working hard enough. And then he's allowing people like Ronaldo and Zlatan to kind of take the limelight away because we're not hearing about Messi, well, not in a positive light anyway, like we used to. Now, every week, it's like, oh, my God, Zlatan's uh, 40 years old and he's scoring bicycle kicks and scorpion kicks or whatever. And Ronaldo's coming off the bench and scoring two goals. You know what I mean? And then whereas you've got Messi, yeah, yeah Messi's beefing Coman or... Messi's had a fight with my man. Do you know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. maybe you know, is maybe mm. we're going to see the end of Messi's career a lot sooner than Ronaldo and Zlatan. Maybe it's yeah. the end of that. I think, I think he might even, think, he might even yeah, end it. You never know. Just like yeah, cut ties yeah. maybe in a year or two, and that's it. I maybe. think he might. He, he could be genuinely just falling in love, out of love with the game. Yeah. Maybe this this city move or wherever he moves to. Might might be like a new lease on life for him kind of thing where it's a new surrounding. He's got something to prove, like just an extra source of motivation kind of thing. Because yeah, uh, Messi was a very early bloomer. He came into the game what 17, 18 yeah. years old. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And he like came in at sixteen. Yeah, and like he's just like from the from the jumps been at the top of the game. Like got his first Ballon d'Or at what twenty one years old. Like it's just like he's he's been doing it for so many years kind yeah. of thing. Especially when you've won pretty much almost everything there is to win. If you're unhappy in your current surroundings, like, you've got, I don't have anything to prove kind of thing. And there's no intrinsic motivation there. And no, you've got all the money in the world. There's no, there's nothing that's going to lure you for money kind of thing. They can't offer you money to stay. Sometimes you might just need a new scenario. So, yeah. But then, but then, isn't that, say that again. Golf. <laughs> Golf. Or join Bell on the, on the court. <laughs> but, if we're, but if we're talking about like, having won it all, but isn't he in the similar boat as, as Ronaldo though? Ronaldo's won it all also. And yeah, but Ronaldo's, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's also a person. He's similar to like Michael Jordan. He just needs that something inside, yeah. just to switch men- mentally, and he's back on again, kind of thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't take much to motivate Ronaldo. Same as Ibra. They've always got that chip on their shoulder, kind of thing. So Messi doesn't care. He just likes to play football, kind of thing. So whatever. Mm. No, that's. Like, it just shows you different mentalities, kind of thing. Like different different motivating factors between the players, kind of thing. What makes them so great? But yeah, like those are the main differences, maybe. And that's always that's always enough to, to you know what I mean to make a player 
better than the other, you know what I mean? It's just that motivation to keep going. But I think we have reached the end of the podcast. Unless there's anything else you don't need to add. Not much. Um, especially with what happened in the world, man. Just enjoy the, the last few years of these guys. Don't compare them. Um, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think is going to run the game for the next 10 years? Like who you're, Who's going to get the next Ballon d'Ors? Haaland. Him, him or Mbappe, who would you choose right now to get the Alan Ballon d'Or first? Haaland. That guy is a sniper. Claudio, I, 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 I can see you thinking. I don't know. Um, but you got Haaland, Mbappe. I think you lot would be very, Oof. very naive not to add Felix into that conversation. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, don't know. I think Mbappe to be considered. We need to get a move out of out of France. I think I think that is going to play a massive part, especially if PSG don't like progress in European football. Do you know what I mean? Like it's going to be hard though, world. because apparently Real Madrid want both of them, Haaland and Mbappe. So who's going to get their Ballon d'Or if they're on the same team? No, but I'm pretty sure if they if they if they play together, like they're going to help each other too. Like yeah. Excel. But, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, I think it's better if they're rivals, so like like Ronaldo, Messi kind of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and that's also another reason, like that. I think uh, Felix has to be in that conversation because he's not going to go to Real Madrid anytime soon. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and if we're talking about like best players in in that category, do you know what I mean? He's definitely in contention. I do think Mbappe's pro- Mbappe hasn't been performing. Like we haven't heard of Mbappe as much recently in comparison to Haaland. Haaland apparently Haaland's had 91 shots in his professional career and he's scored 70 goals. That's ridiculous. And if that's not a stat to bloody... He's a sniper, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to go on Google now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type in Haaland's stats. And I'm pretty sure, last time I checked, he had 33 think, 33. No, it's 32 in 30 games for Dortmund or something like that. So, what, what are we in now? 2021, right? Mm. He's got six goals in four matches in the Champions League. Uh, Top goal scorer. Ten goals in seven games in the Bundesliga. Wow. Wow, he was he was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like he scored four at the weekend. And they were they were down. They were down two one and he scored four. He scored forty one goals in 2019-2020 season. Wow. Figures of early Haaland, all he needs is a sniff at goal and it's in the back of the net kind of thing. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. Ridiculous I, player. And you know what it is, yeah? It's, it's actually quite, I think it's a breath of fresh air as well to have like someone like Haaland in contention for a prize like that because one, he's not like, he comes, he, he's from like an, a lesser known footballing country. Um, yeah. Mm. Dortmund does have a big market, but he's not straight away at a team like Real Madrid. He could have really played for England, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what it is I think I do think football's in good hands. We don't have Ronaldo's and Messi's in it, but it's in good hands. We'll be alright. We'll we'll be good for football, fam. Yeah, you never know. Dortmund's young prospect could could take over. Yeah, potentially. They got that. Um, they got that. They got that Gino uh, Reyna guy from well. USA. They yeah, but Dortmund, when it comes to like producing talent, they're they're always number one. Obviously, um, watch out for Yusufa Makoko. Yeah, he had his mm. first professional debut on the weekend. Um, I don't know how he went. Yeah, he was, what, six years and one day. So, you know. Yeah, he, he, and it's ridiculous because after, from 15 years old, he was playing for under-18s. 
and he was like the top goal scorer. I'm pretty sure when he was 13, he was playing under 16. Yeah, he was. He, his goal scoring record must be ridiculous. Apparently, he smashed all the records that in the in youth for Dortmund. He's 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 different gravy. But it's just a player we just have to see in the men's game because as you look, yeah. playing men's football and playing academy football is completely different. But Xavi yeah. Simmons as well. Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is, I, we you know what it is yeah. I think with him, it's more Instagram fame though. It, it's, it's it's same with it's same with the with um. Uh, Cliver as well. Cliver was famous from when he was however years old. Now we can't even get a run in for Leipzig. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think give players time, let them do their thing. When they come to the professional game, when they come to the men's game, we'll act upon it. And a hundred percent, the season's pod will be there to talk about it. So on that note, people, them, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for fucking with the man, them. Um, it's been your boy Clouds P. Azabelli. Oh, I have a way to speak at the same time there. Bloody hell. Sorry, Atan Chok. Atavelli. Of course, Liam. And we're gone for another week. Hopefully, next week or the next podcast, we'll be back in familiar settings. So until then, peace.